Welcome back to a new episode, everybody. Um, today we're going to go into losing faith, what that is, what it feels like, and um, what occurs when that happens. The reason why I'm doing a uh, podcast on this um, is because there's a lot of people that come and go from faith. Some people are born you know, into it, some people grow into it, and some people fall out of it. Um, It's a main case with religions today. Um, People will follow certain religions and pick and choose what they, you know, believe now. So the reason why I'm doing this is to try to explain how people will receive faith and how they lose faith. So... In Luke 8.13, it says, And the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. But these have no root. They believe it for a while, and in time of testing, fall away. Now, when we read the full verse of that in Luke 8, it starts off in verse 8, verse 9. And it says, and when his disciples asked him what this parable meant, and the parable meant before, was, as he said these things, he called out, he who has ears, hear them. Uh, He who has ears to hear, let them hear. And basically the full parable went um, before that in uh, verse 4 and it says when a great crowd was gathering and the people of the town uh, people from town after the town came to him they he said in a parable the sower went out to sow his seed and as he sowed some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot and the birds of the air devoured it and some fell on the rock and as it grew up it withered away because it had no moisture and some fell among thorns and the thorns grew up and grew up with it and choked it and some fell into good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold as he said these things are called out he who has ears let them hear and it continues into the purpose of the parables where he, the disciples asked him what the parable meant. He explained to them, To you it has been, give, been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God, but for others they are in parables, so that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Now the parable is, the seed is the word of God. The ones along the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts, so that they may not believe and be saved. And the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. And But these have no root. They believe it for a while, and in testing they fall away. And as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear but they go on their way uh, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life and their fruit does not mature as for that in the good soil they are those who hearing the word hold it fast and honest in the good heart 
but bear fruit with patience. So to, to explain that in a more in-depth analysis, um, when Jesus explains to his disciples that the seed is the word of God, so we are given the word of God. And before that, he says, but for others they are in parables, seeing so they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. And when we read the Bible, a lot of people talk about discernment and everything, and when it comes down to that, a lot of people branch off into different beliefs on how these parables are supposed to be interpreted. So when you had the disciples hearing directly from Jesus and directly from, you know, the Word, um, and then you have people now that are trying to read and understand the Word, it goes into multiple denominations on how they need to live for Christ and how they need to live for God. Then it says, the ones along the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts, so they may not believe and be saved. Now this, I see, as a, a big part of where they talk about the elect. Um, the elect is, in some manner, um, I'm not a huge... Um, I'm not like very into Calvinism or that, that what Calvinists believe because I'm still learning about it. But in a sense, when they talk about the elector predestined to be chosen, that means God already picked the people that he's taking. And in that manner, the ones that are along the path who have heard the, then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts. That shows that you have to be able to resist Satan. And they do explain that into further parables and further, um, further words, you know, further, um, uh, further parts of the gospel. So as we continue to explain this, um, I know people that are that believe in paganism, that believe, uh, for example, Norse mythology. I know a guy who literally believes in Odin and Thor and all those gods, but they have no history, no evidence of ever existing, except for the stories that they have. And the Norse gods are um, basically from the Viking Age, which are pretty much carbon copies of Greek mythology. Um, although I do think the Norse mythology is a lot cooler to read about than Greek mythology, it's still very interesting. However, when we, can, when we contribute all this, the person that, that's in question, uh, the person I was telling you about, believes in paganism as a whole. So he believes in having sex as much as he possibly can. He, you know, doesn't believe in any sense of morality and doesn't even care if his daughter, you know, 
has sex before they're married and stuff like that. And in the time that I've experienced this person, these lack of morals and godly understanding brings about more and more parts that you see that Satan would interpret to confuse people. Now, this person started off, I guess, being a Catholic, and he went from being a Catholic to a pagan. He, you know, didn't really agree with the faith. And that's, you know, his decision, and I have talked to him before about it, but he doesn't like to hear. Whenever we he wants to debate it, and I come back and I try to explain to him where the history and, you know, the evidence is in the Bible, he picks up his phone and ignores everything that we say. So, in that manner, I, um... I look at it like this, you know, when you're on a path to righteousness and you're doing everything for God, Satan is going to come and he's going to put doubts in your head. He's going to try to confuse you. He's going to use these parables and stuff that give you multiple different answers, and he's going to try to find a way to cloud it for, for you so you can't fully understand. And that's when you pray to God to give you the discernment to find out what's real. Um, so when you're on the path, it means that you heard the word of God. So you had the seed planted in you. And while the devil's trying to take that from you, you got to, you receive it with joy, and you keep that root inside you. You try to keep that root instilled, because when that root is instilled, it's going to grow into a tree. Just kind of like how Paul was stating how the, the seeds of... Um, Judaism was where the Jews, and as those things took root and became the trunk, it spread out among the Gentiles. Um, so, when you're losing faith, if you have faith in God, there's going to be strong points in your life where you're going to have some sort of doubt or some sort of conviction that's going to try to hold you back from believing. As John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And we do believe in him. We do know everything about the Bible is true. You know, we have researched it, we have looked into it. Um, the people that don't believe in it, or, you know, the people who take... God's word and they manipulate it to a lifestyle that they wish to live are not doing godly things. In Hebrews 11 and verse 1 it says, Now the face of the assurance of all things hoped for and the convictions, uh, the conviction of things not seen. So you have faith that these things are true. Everything that we know and we grow to believe in is us having assurance that is everything we hoped for, everything that we ever needed to happen so we can be saved. And we don't need to see it for us to believe it. That is our faith. So, 
in Romans uh, 3.23, for all that have sinned and uh, fall short of the glory of God. So we have all sinned and we all fall short, and we all need to try to do better. And that's another part where Satan, in that parables uh, part that I explained to you, where the ones along the path who are those who have heard, and then the devil comes and takes away um, the word from their hearts. Um, so that they may not believe and not, so they may not believe and be saved so the, the devil's trying to make it so you won't be saved to take away the the love and the joy you have of God in, from your heart but once you get that taken away it's such a struggle for people to get back and once you know that it's been, been taken away or you feel it's been taken away what happens? what happens to you personally on a mental and physical level? That's what I'm going to get into you uh, right now, is the psychology behind it. Because I've noticed that more people, when they are falling in their faith, or they're not, you know, they're losing something under some sort of spiritual attack by Satan, what happens is, is that they have increased anxiety. They have panic attacks. They have... Um, multiple issues like they can't sleep or they're restless or they're having nightmares they're having you know now these can also be construed of different kind of mental illnesses but if you're were very happy at one point in time and these just start suddenly suddenly happening it could be mean, meaning that you're under a spiritual attack something that's trying to drag you down to pull you from the faith and you don't want to lose your faith. So, when we go into this, you have to understand that God has a plan for all of us. And we need to stick strong with our faith, and we need to resist Satan every time he comes at us. Every single time. 1 Corinthians 14.33 For God is not, not a God of confusion, but of peace. So, God will take away the confusion and peace, but you got to pray to Him, and you got to be open in your heart to receive His message. In 1 John 5.4 For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. What I want to express to you guys in that specific verse is that when we've been born of God and we overcome the world, it means we are overcoming the worldly manners of the world. The lack of morality, the lack of, you know, um, grace, the lack of righteousness, the lack of everything that is godly. The things that are godly are going to be looked at as bad, and the things that are bad are going to be looked at as good. So when we look at that, we look at our world, everything has been flipped around. And this is where people are taking verses in the Bible and orchestrating it so they can live their worldly lives and live with Christ. But it's wrong because they're taking the world of the word of God and they're distorting it. So 
in respects, what I'm trying to evaluate to you is that when you see this, there's people that are going to lose faith, there's people that are going to keep faith, but manipulate their faith so their lifestyle can be worldly. And then there's the people that will choose to overcome the world by living among the word of the Bible. So, when you lose faith, you're absent from God. When you're... I want to... We'll call it like a... Um, watered-down Christian, or the, I think the, the common uh, word is lukewarm Christian. Um, but when you're that kind of person, as I like to reference them as a progressive Christian, um, the progressive Christian movements are the people that are saying, this is the way of the world, this is what we're going to accept, and because we're going to accept it, it is going to be fine, which... If you want to get into the acceptance of the world, you can look at my one of my videos called the Nicolaitans and what that meant because it's in Revelations and why God hated the Nicolaitans. Um, so you can go um, listen to that um, podcast and that will explain what the Nicolaitans were and who they are and how it's still... Um, continuing today and then you can have um, you can look at thousands of people that are just conforming to the way the world is and then they're saying well I believe in Jesus and all this but I'm going to let everybody you know I'm going to go along with everybody and you know just live out a worldly life and be happy with it and then you have the people that are going to try to abide by God's law and God's word the best that they can until the end of days, until the end of their life. And it's going to be hard for some people because I can tell you it's hard for me because this world is so orchestrated with how it's um, developed that people think that this is a common cause and this is a normal thing to do. But... What we all need to understand is that we need to be righteous for God. As it states in the Romans 117, for it is in the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. So, when we go into everything... Um, and the righteous are going to live by faith, and it's meaning that we're not going to be ashamed of the gospel. The, the full verse is, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it's, it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith, as it is written, The righteous shall live by faith. And if you live by faith, and the gospel is the word of God, which we have faith in, we need to abide by the gospel to carry out our life. God will have wrath for the unrighteous people. As it continues in um, 
Romans 1, uh, verse 18. They will explain, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodly and unrighteous men, for um, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For those, for what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his internal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world, in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. That's what I want you guys to understand. When you have the word of God, and you're taking the word and manipulating it so it makes sense to fit your lifestyle, you're manipulating the Word of God, and that's not how it's supposed to be. You follow the Word, you follow God's law. And by law, I'm not saying the Old Testament law, I just mean, you know, what the Gospel says. And when you follow that, and you understand that, there, you, you don't have an excuse to be a sinful person, to abide by the ways of the world. You have a obligation to share the gospel with other people, to unite them, to explain the righteousness of God and the righteousness of his favor, what he wishes for us to do. For although they knew God... They did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images, representing, resembling a mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Therefore God gave up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie, and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. This is a great way to experience it. There's people today that follow a faith where they're bending and praying to a man or a woman um, that they're praying to a cross or they're praying to anthropomorphic deities you know that they believe in certain things over God's word we're not supposed to have idols we're not supposed to pray to anything other than God so, if that's the case, you literally have in Romans 18 all the way through 32. So, Romans 1, 18 through 32. Um, it explains the wrath of the unrighteousness and the people that will be haters of God and not follow God's um, word. So, to get into the last part of this is when you feel like you're losing faith, if you're having panic attacks, trouble sleeping, issues in general, 
you have to realize that there's still other Christians around that would love to hear from you, that would love to talk to you. They have organizations like Groundwire and Jesus Saves that you can talk to people from there. They have, um, I've actually worked with Groundwire, really great place to work um, and talk to people. Um, they got, uh, you know, uh, places on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter, at Minister Martyr. And you can um, DM me if you guys ever have any issues with your faith and you need to have some guidance. Um, I also have other friends that are studying Hebrew and, you know, know the language pretty well. So I can uh, direct you to them if there's anything I can't answer. Um, you can email me, ministermartyr at gmail.com. Anything's accepted. And if you guys have any other, like, things that are you confused about, you can go to my website, ministermartyr at word, uh, ministermartyr, hold on. I always get the ministermartyr.wordpress.com. And, uh, if you go there, I have blogs and certain things that may help you. And, as always, I'm always here for the people who listen and the people who are just tuning in. This is my service to God, and this is my service to you. I want everybody in the world to be saved. I'm sure God wants the same thing. But at the end of the day, there's going to be people that are going to choose the world over God. They're going to choose the world over the sacrifice he made. And the best we can do is defend him, honor him, and be as righteous as we can. I know I'm not perfect. I know I sin every day. But I pray that, you know, whoever is listening to this, if anybody has lost their faith or losing their faith or is just depressed in any way, Feel free to message me. Feel free to message, you know, go on to Groundwire or anything like that. There's people that will help you. Churches that will open up their doors for anybody there. I'm not saying all churches are great, but when you're feeling down, I can tell you the thing that helped me the most was God. Learning about Him and trying to be within his word and his godly manners and stuff was something that kept me alive. So I pray for all of you and thank you again for tuning in and listening. Um, again, you can uh, follow me on Twitter. Uh, you can go to my, my website, uh, ministermartyr.wordpress.com. Um, or you can email me, ministermartyr at gmail.com. Uh, God bless you all, and I hope you have a great weekend.